I try not to cut too much out. Just if there's any kind of extensive umming and erring. Um, 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 Welcome to uh, episode 8 of Playing Catch-Up. I'm Tom Bailey, and I'm joined this time by another new co-host. It's uh, Tom Stevens. Hi, Tom. Hiya. You all right? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. How are you? I'm really good. Thanks ever so much for joining me. It's a pleasure. Uh, um, so, I mean, you know, but for, for anyone who's listening who hasn't heard the episode, uh, heard the podcast sorry, before, um, it's a backlog podcast, basically, where the two of us play uh, a game each from our pals, Piles of Shame, talk about them for a little bit, and then... Uh, and then selects another game for the next episode, and that and that's pretty much it. And um, before we get into the games, Tom, I mean, I've I've established on this podcast before that I'm I'm terrible with my backlog. I've got hundreds of games that are just sitting there waiting to be played. I mean, is it is it something you you kind of suffer from in a similar manner? Yeah, ever since um, I kind of got into things like the Steam sale, which yeah. is sort of started uh, summer of 2014 and then picked up big time at Christmas and picked up even more big time for about <laughs> three four weeks ago. If I just yeah. look at my Steam list now. I've got so many games on there that I thought, oh, that looks good, and yeah. never got around to playing. I mean, there's lots of games on here that I've bought that I've kind of dipped into before and maybe spent kind of half hour on, but yeah. loads I haven't completed. And it's even worse with things like free games on PlayStation and free games on Xbox now because I've got loads on there I know to add to the list of shame. And also starting kind of I'll kind of kind of through the back door kind of really because I haven't really realised it's happened to, to collect DS games as well that I okay. haven't actually played yet so the list is ever expanding yeah no, it's always good. <laughs> yeah the, the Steam sales were a massive one for me as well as soon as I built a PC kind of um, capable of playing anything better than Minesweeper it, yeah <laughs> just being able to buy games for two or three quid a pop but you'll get to the stage I think I, I got, got onto that a couple of years before you by the sounds of it but you'll get to the stage like me now depressingly enough you'll come to the the sales and think oh i've got everything i could possibly want that's on sale at the moment i bought it for like six times more than it's <laughs> they're asking for yeah, now that sounds about yeah right. not not ideal I mean, when the last steam sale kicked off um i think i had uh 16 17 things on my um wish list and yeah. 13 of them were on sale so in the first day i spent about 60 pounds i was just nice. buying things i was just sitting there going my wife was just kind of tutting at me shaking her head in the corner going no 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 not my fault it's steam it has its uh, it drags you in <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is it this is it okay well um let's move on to the, to the games we've been playing then so mm-hmm. Um, when we first spoke about you, you coming on and doing the podcast, you told me you you just started uh, the Back to the Future game by Telltale, so we decided to run with that for for your game. Um, just for those listening who who don't know anything about it, uh, as you'd expect, it's based on the popular film series. It's a kind of episodic point and click adventure game in the style of the old LucasArts adventures. Um, I think there are five episodes. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and it's its own unique story, but it does use elements from the film as as you'd expect as well. Um, how have you got on with it, Tom? And, and how far through are you? Um, well, I am. I'm actually recording it um, videos and popping them up on YouTube, um, which we'll speak a bit more about a bit later. I expect. Yeah. And um, I'm just about finishing the second episode. Well, I assume I am. I've played probably a good two and a half hours of the second episode. I must be getting towards the end of it. And I have to say, I'm absolutely loving it. Um, I first kind of fell in love with the Telltale games. It's made by uh, Telltale, who have done 
um, the Walking Dead series. They've done yeah. Tales from Borderlands, Wolf Among Us, Game of Thrones. Mm. Um, very kind of well um, established kind of developer in in that in that sense of that kind of point and click and adventure puzzly kind of games. Um, and I'm absolutely loving it. It's it's really sort of bringing back the the first kind of amazement and, and love and wonder I had for The Walking Dead. Uh, yeah. When I first played that, which was all good two years ago, which again, incidentally, was a uh, another uh, Christmas sale. I think it was an Xbox at the time. Each episode <laughs> right. was two quid. These sales yeah. are dangerous. Anyway, <laughs> um, and as as you kind of mentioned in the intro to it, it does hark back to the uh, film trilogy really, really nicely. It, it kind of sets straight after the third film, and Marty's having sort of a I won't spoil too much. Marty's having a dream of of the first scene in in the in the film when uh, uh, Doc sends Einstein back to the future. Yeah. And then it all kind of unravels from then, and uh, they go back even further into the past, and they have to do like you know the, the standard kind of shenanigans as in uh, avoiding each other in the past, they're themselves and each other in the past, mm. trying not to mess with the timelines. And so far, up until kind of the, the mid to end of episode two, there's been lots of toing and froing uh, back from 1985 back to 1935, I think, or 31. I can't remember exactly the date, but it's back in. Uh, back in the 30s so there's kind yeah. of gangsters and mobs and you know illegal kind of uh, um, like soup kitchens which are really kind of you know a, a mobster's um, sort of uh, hideaway for illegal activities and things sure. which, is, which is quite funny and um, but yeah it's really 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 good I'm really really enjoying it there's loads of little things um, which hark back to the films and I've loved the film since you know the first time I watched them I'm a bit too young to see them at the cinema when they originally released um, but getting into them in my you know my early teens, and they really really hark back to those. And there's a lot of little links uh, back to them. Obviously, you've got a lot of the kind of the, the famous scenes are uh, sort of reenacted, like going back uh, when you go go back or go forward in time in the lore. And you've got that the music and the car speeding at 28 miles an hour, and the f- flames on the road, and everything, which kind <laughs> yeah. of bit of a bit of a tingle down the down the spine. And they do quite a lot of quotes that link back. And um, there was one when. Uh, when you're in the past and you've got you meet young Doc who's who's starting off doing his science experiments, and he does uh, one experiment with this kind of flying machine thing, and he sort of says, "When this thing gets to 28 miles an hour, you're going to see some serious <laughs> shit." It's just like, yes, <laughs> great link back. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, what I did find different about it to The Walking Dead was it felt a bit more like a bit more puzzly, a bit harder to work out, and things. And there's there's definite sequences you need to do things in um and it kind of sort of took me back to a bit of la noir in, okay in a way i don't know if anyone else or yourself would uh <laughs> link those two together but there's lots of things that you couldn't do um you know part b until part a was done yeah and it wasn't a really clear obvious thing because this is exactly what you need to do um which I mean, the other telltale games i've played like walking dead it was extremely obvious what you need to do you just need to work out how to do it with this i find it's not obvious what you need to do, but you need to you need to kind of work around the houses and, and work through things in a really logical way of exactly how you're going to do things and and you know how you're going to get to to whatever you need to do next. Yeah, um, which is quite good. Um, and as I said that, um, a little bit earlier, there's a lot of little kind of puzzles in it. There's a bit when you've got to try and fool one of the the mobsters to the, to swap over a barrel of soup for a barrel of booze. And you have to do things in a very specific order. Get something in the way so it moves one of the barrels out of the way, and then get the guy out, get the uh, the mobster out of the way so you can go in and steal stuff and things. And you have to work those out. And it's it's a really nice little puzzly thing. And it it reminded me of kind of Alan Noir in, in the way that 
you weren't kind of sort of said right there it is go and get it off you go and it wasn't kind of you know on a on a map or anything you know kind of directing you going to go over here this is what you need to click on next this is what you need to do next it was all it's all really nicely just just there and you have to dig it out for yourself and, and discover it for yourself which I th- which is really really good something else which is great is you've got fantastic voice acting christopher lloyd actually does still does the voice of doc you can tell he's He's aged a little bit, bless him. Yeah. But uh, but the voice acting is brilliant. And they've got um, another guy called AJ Locasio. That's the, the Locasio. That's the best way I'm going to pr- try and pronounce his name. Um, <laughs> who does the voice acting for Martin McFly, who is absolutely brilliant. And it's so, so well done. And it's just it just feels so brilliant. I can't think of more of a better <laughs> word. Just kind of, just, just like it's, you know, it was made at the same time in the film. It's got the same magic, the same feel as the films. And it's really, really good. Yeah, I, um, I've only played the first episode, but I played it oh, probably well over a year ago now. But I do remember being struck by just how good that the guy um, voicing Marty was. Yeah, and like you say, it's a real treat to have Christopher Lloyd um, on there as well. Mm, I don't know if you've seen um, uh, God being being a father of a, a six year old, um, all the kind of toys to life stuff i'm i'm well on board with at the moment uh the lego dimensions game that's coming out in a few months no well i've only got a, i've only got one and a half month, uh one half month, one half year old so at the moment we're into trains that choo you around our living room cars that fly <laughs> down kind of house of scaltery things and then tv stuff like uh, sarah and duck hey doggy and mr tumble so <laughs> we, we're not into games yet but we'll, we'll, get, there. Get, we'll there. get there we'll get there i was just gonna say with the lego dimensions um it's uh, it's like Skylanders. Basically, you put toys on the on the platform and oh, they, yeah. they go into the game. Um, but what they've done is uh, they're utilising a lot of different levels from different licenses. And I believe there's a Back to the Future level in there. And again, they've got Christopher Lloyd to do the voice for that. Oh, brilliant! He's, he and, seems so kind of up for that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, which is brilliant. Yeah, he's uh, he's superb. But yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, it's interesting you you were saying there about um, you found it a lot more puzzly than uh, something like The Walking Dead. Mm. Um, I'm just interested to know: Did you ever play kind of the um, the old kind of classic point and click adventures on on PC? You know, like your Monkey Islands and and uh, those kind of things. I did play. Oh, what was that one called? They're supposeded to doing a remake of it soon, or you know, a, a, a modernized version, or you know, a redone version to make it graphics look better. Um, was it Day of the Tentacle? Oh yeah, yes. I played that back in the day. I played a little bit of Monkey on, but I really got on well with Day of the Tentacle. Yeah, and it's superb. It, it, and it kind of it did remind me of those a little bit in the way that you know you have to go around and and pick up one thing to go and put it with another thing to make that, and that thing will affect this thing, and yada yada yada. And it was a little bit like that, and I found it more like those than yeah. in my mind, which may be a little bit warped the telltale kind of um, prescribed formula for a telltale game. I found it very, very different from The Walking Dead, even though they're made by the same developers. I think that might be something to do with the, the, the differing time frames. Yeah. I don't know if Back to the Future was their first release or not. I'm not uh, sure. It, it wasn't, but it was definitely, um, from, from memory, um, their early games were those kind of more... So, so for instance, they did... Um, updated versions of monkey they they uh, got the monkey island license and they did that i think their first ah. game was actually based on an old comic american comic called bone um, oh, right. so, uh, and sam and max as well they did oh wow sam max was brilliant yeah yeah so they did some some th- i think three seasons of sam and max episodes um they did one season of monkey island and back to the future and then i think i mean spoiler we'll come on to the walking dead a bit later mm. on in the in the episode but i think that is what kind of changed their outlook because it was a uh, 
as you say, it's a, it's a very different type of game. Although it is essentially a, a, a kind of an adventure game in, in episodes, the same as uh, Back to the Future is. Like you say, the focus is very much more on the story than than the puzzling. There are some light puzzle elements in there, but um, there's definitely a shift in focus, I think, and that obviously did incredibly well for them and got them noticed. And I think that's kind of been the formula then from 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 then on. Like you, some of the games you mentioned before, you know, Game of Thrones, Tales from the Borderlands, and and, and The Wolf Among Us. Yeah, I think the, the Walking Dead really, really did hit the spot because that sort of followed the. It, it was a, sorry, it wasn't following really anything. It, it was sort of a standalone from the comic and definitely the TV series. It doesn't really mirror that at all. Mm. I remember getting into that the the game first and then looking at the TV series and being absolutely blown away and. The new series I saw a trailer for it yesterday, which is coming out in about six, seven weeks, which is very exciting. But that's a story for another day. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so that that's that's really good. And something else that struck me, just thinking about it, the game came out in 2010, so it's nearly five years old. Yeah, and it really doesn't feel it or look it. It feels still quite fresh. Probably could have set you know in, in the past as and things do, so it doesn't feel like it's aged. And it, it, the the gameplay, some of it's a bit clunky. Like when you move, you're moving around like the town square. Um, if you're holding a directional key down to go down from like one kind of part of it to another, when the camera changes, it holds that down key as down. But if you release and press again, it changes direction. Oh, bit yeah. wonky. But yeah. I mean, you know, it's nothing you know game breaking or anything like that. But it was, it's. I was really, really impressed with sort of how well it it felt and looked and sounded and and just and just you know was for a game that's you know heading towards five years old. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, in terms of the um, the puzzle elements, did you did you find them relatively logical, or did you get did you find yourself getting stuck a lot? Um, there's a part in the first episode when I did freely admit on the video that I had to pause it and look at a wiki to some extent, <laughs> but only only for one bit so far. Yeah. Um, when I think I didn't walk when you're in the um, kind of the bit of a spoiler, so don't listen if you're going to do this bit, or listen if you want to do it really easily. <laughs> you're in the soup kitchen. You have to walk kind of past the main part of the kitchen to a very specific place, and then the guy who's making the soup, um, I'm sure you know the bit I'm on about, um, goes over and whacks the pole yeah. uh, to make the lift go down. And I didn't activate that bit, so I couldn't do the next bit, and I was stuck on that for a good kind of 15 minutes sort of sitting there going well why isn't that working um but there's some other things in it which i did find quite straightforward like there's some things when you need to use einstein to sniff an item so you'll go and find where that person is which yeah. you kind of get used to once you realize you've got that kind of in inverted commas ability to yeah. use with your character and things but no most of the puzzles are um once you get used to them are fairly straightforward there's there's not really a kind of a bedding in period for it as well because um, the first kind of scene you can control is uh, you're at Doc's house and there's a bit of a kind of a house sale and people are coming around to buy all his items. I remember, And yeah. you've yeah. got to distract Biff, uh, who is, a, a, again, another re- recurring character yeah. um, from the films everyone knows. And there's, he's back in uh, the 30s as well when you go back, which is quite entertaining. Brilliant. Also, which I kind of only realised today, you've got uh, Needles and who's who's back there. I only kind of realised today, and then his gang is still the same, but back in the day, which is quite oh, cool. Oh, brilliant! Okay, um, which I didn't really realise until today, and as I kind of looked at it and went, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, the the first kind of puzzle when you have to try and get Biff distracted to steal something from that he's got is uh, quite difficult, and that took me a bit of time. But that gets you into the idea of how the game's going to work and how it how it wants you to play out. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that if you haven't played a load of those types of games before. Um, I think some of those 
some of those things can be obscure, as you say, until you yeah. get used to the way that the, the kind of developers are thinking. Yeah, yeah. I, essentially, it's my favourite genre of game when I was a kid. Um, my older brother had, like, the Monkey Island and, like you say, Day of the Tentacle and uh, Grim Fandango, those type of games. Mm. Um, and, yeah, so from a young age, I was, like, used to those kind of <laughs> sometimes really obscure puzzles and, like, yeah. always check your inventory. What can you potentially use yeah. with something else? That's 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 one of these and, and another bit. Um, that, was, that took me a while but eventually figured out is you have to get someone out of a, an apartment block and you've got a tape recorder so you have to go and record someone shouting at you then you go and play it back to the other person so they think they're shouting at them and things <laughs> yeah. and it's it's there's lots of little things where um, some things have been placed for absolutely no reason at all and they're complete red herrings which is quite fun mm. I like that in the game I don't like things where it's just so linear that you only get given the items that you'll need and things Yeah. Um, but this you know you've got different things that you know you could use and you sort of you, you walk over and Marty goes no that's not gonna work sort of thing and you think oh okay <laughs> yeah in that type of game i always think that's that is kind of a, a good indicator of how much love's been put into the game it's like how yeah, yeah, many definitely. of those like you say red herring items are there and kind of unique dialogue for when you try and do something with those items oh yeah um you know it's just it's those extras for the they know there's going to be a certain type of person who goes around and tries to use everything uh are they catering for that person like you say yeah it's uh it's quite fun to go around and like with dialogue options, I'll always try and exhaust every single one. Yeah, um, I did exactly yeah. the same. And just ask yeah. things that you know aren't even going to be related to it. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a scene, I think, right at the start of the second ep- uh, second episode of the thing, but I think my, it's my episode about eight or nine, I think, probably eight, thinking about it. And there's a... Uh, you're outside and you get you're getting kind of picked on by three guys and and each guy has got four different conversation options and I ended up going through every single one <laughs> all 12 options before I kind of ended that part and we moved on to the next scene which yeah. is quite funny oh good stuff so uh you say you're kind of a decent way through the second episode then so are you enjoying it sufficiently that you think you'll you'll get through all all five? Oh yeah yeah, yeah. definitely it's uh I've, well i've got through the first um I say got through, raced through the first well, Walking Dead Telltale game. And I've still got the second one to play on my Xbox and added to my Steam, uh, my games list of shame. Um, I've just never got around to it. I didn't really like, I suppose we'll talk about this a bit later. Um, I didn't really like the way that the first Walking Dead ended. It was a bit odd and I haven't kind of brought myself to see what they've offered up for the second one. I'm sure it's fantastic as it will be. It's a Telltale game. It's yeah. what I really enjoy. It's one of, you know, one of the genres I really enjoy doing. Um, who knows? Maybe uh, next time around we can nominate that for, for myself. <laughs> Just uh, while I think, then, so you, as you've mentioned, you've been recording um, your progress through uh, Back to the Future and, and uploading yeah. it to YouTube. Do you want to mention your YouTube channel? Uh, yeah. So uh, YouTube channel is uh, Tom Oxer Two. In fact, I think it's Mister Tom Oxer Two, but I just say Tom Oxer Two because uh, I think t- uh, I've been Tom Oxer Two for a long time on forums such as Romuk and yep. gamer tags and everything like that so yeah it's mr tom oxo 2 on youtube if you want to check it out i've got doing bits and bobs of youtube for about a year now uh, a bit of minecraft um a bit of other games that i've been playing and thought might be nice to upload and um decided to upload this um just sort of a kind of a playthrough with me really haven't done a huge amount of editing to it apart from bits when i'm not kind of talking or not doing anything um so you kind of can you know enjoy the story along with me if you're too lazy to buy and play it, which <laughs> let's face it, quite a lot of modern society seems to be. So, 
Just uh, as a complete tangent before we move on to my game, talking about your YouTube channel, I was having a look through your videos. I meant to mention this to you before we started recording, but you put up a video recently uh, on Minecraft of a particular mod where you have to go in and you've got a certain time to build something on a theme. Yeah. Um, um, it's hilarious. My, from, yeah, it is really, really good. Um, it's probably one of the better ones I've uploaded recently. It's a, it's a game on... It's a high pixel. Sorry, I'll start again. The, uh, there's, a, there's a server called the Hypixel Gaming Server, um, yeah. which I've linked to in the video, where they have little kind of mini games you can play, um, and they've got quite a huge range now. They've been doing it for a good three or four years, um, and they've got one called Build Battle, which is something that's been relatively new, uh, and I've been playing on with a couple of friends of mine um, who are in the video with me. Yeah, and basically you get kind of five six minutes. You're putting little kind of your own kind of cells, I suppose, little little kind of areas, and it says right, build an airplane or yeah. build something to do with music or something to do with skateboarding and things. And you've got six minutes to build the best thing you can in that time. And then uh, after the time's up, you get teleported around each different room and you get to vote on who you think did the best job. Yeah. And it's really, 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 really good fun. Um, it all kind of harks back for me. Um, a guy called Seth Bling, uh, for those who are uh, of that persuasion, is on uh, Minecraft servers and a lot of adventure map work and and things like that he's really good with kind of redstone and things it's getting quite geeky now isn't it <laughs> um he did a game it's called something called the building game which was uh similar it was sort of you know someone writes down something and tells you to write i don't know draw uh, build an elephant for example then you build it and then the next person comes along looks at your build and goes i think that's a car for example if you're really I'm bad at you. building elephants and it kind of <laughs> goes on sort of like a chinese whispers kind of yes. bubble. yeah um but yeah, so that's on the Hypixel server. Um, if, in fact, if I have a quick look, I can find the uh, server address. So it's mc.hypixel.net if you want to go and play that. Or just come check out the videos. They're really, really good fun. Um, I'm going to be doing some more of them because they are really good, really, really good fun to play. Um, is that something... You, do you, are you a Minecrafter, Bill? Or Tom, I should say. You're not Billy Brown on here, are you? Uh, either or. I'll answer <laughs> to anything and most other things as well. Um, I, not massively so. I played it um, when it was in beta and obviously, you know, like most other people, thought it was incredible what mm. what they'd managed to do. Um, and then went away from it for a while and now, as I mentioned, you know, I've got a son of that age that's massively into stampy videos um watches a lot of it on youtube and, and plays a little bit himself but and but watches probably 10 times more um mm. you know 10 times more time on on youtube than actually playing the game but um no just dabbling with him really i haven't spent any kind of real time with it mm. but it's 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 really really good fun we're hopefully going to do some more of those soon. yeah i mean no like i said the, the video of, of the um the building game was just phenomenal because for for, for kind of both extremes there are some incredibly terrible efforts mm. um and then some just ridiculously brilliant ones that you can't believe someone's not taking yeah. five minutes I mean, it's, uh... there's, there's one that i did with a pt1990 who, who is actually is my brother as you can probably tell probably the kind of the, the mild banter we have between each other in the video <laughs> yeah. um the one we did on there was a motorbike and we had the ridiculous side where um we did our motorbike pete did the motorbike and i thought hey, i'll add to the environment i'll do a car and as yeah. I finished the car, I looked round, and his motorbike's about, you know, 20 foot tall. And I've done a car that's about four foot tall. And you sit there going, <laughs> a bit out of scale. And then we went round, and someone had done a brilliantly, um, you know, designed Vespa with like a, a basket and, and rims and, and, and yeah. uh, you know, mudguards and everything. It just looked amazing. We were just absolutely dumbfounded with how good this thing was. Um, but yeah, it's it's really good fun. Check out the videos. 
come along and you know go along and play. It's it's free to play. You don't have to pay any extra subscription for um, Hypixel. You just yeah. jump in, play. There's obviously you know like, like a pay to win, pay to get extra perks and bits and pieces. But it's free to play. You just go and have a good laugh, and it's really really good fun to play along with friends. Right, good stuff. Okay, uh, let's let's move on to um, to what I was playing over the last week or so. Then, um, so as as we've kind of nodded to already, uh, mm-hmm. it was season one of The Walking Dead. I will just say at this moment, I haven't quite finished it yet. I'm about an hour into Ooh. the final episode, so Ooh. don't don't spoil. <laughs> don't Ooh, spoil. I've half maybe spoiled it by saying I didn't. Uh, like you're the okay. Ending. You're okay. There's a lot of <laughs> stuff's happened that kind of shows what direction it's going in. Um, so, but uh, yeah, how far? I can't remember where what is in the last episode. So whereabouts are you in it? Um, so we are locked in a loft in a house we've been in in a previous episode, right? Yes. And then knocked through a wall to the adjoining house, and I think that's where I turned it off. It's I think it's about forty-five minutes an hour into the into the, awesome. the final episode. Yeah. So I think there's. I'm trying to think what happens from then. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, I can imagine, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so just before I, I kick off with like what I what I thought of it, obviously you you picked this for me. Is, it, is there any particular reason why you why you picked it? Well, I was amazed that you ha- A, had it on your list and you hadn't played it. <laughs> um, B, it's it's, well, it's probably one of my favourite games of all time. I mean, you know, every, you know it's, a, it's a big big title to push up there, but if it you know, had a top five, it would definitely be in there um, along with some other really, real keen favourites from from my youth all the way up to now and it's probably yeah. one of the best games I've played over the last two or three years um, and it's, it's it's a lovely it's a genre I love as well um, which I've mentioned uh, in other, thing, other podcasts and things yeah. uh, the the Island Daddy podcast which uh, we've both been on I think at the same yes. time even yes um, indeed and I just thought it would be a brilliant thing for you to play and as we both did Telltale it would be quite a nice little kind of nod to them for the episode yeah absolutely um, but yeah it is really 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 good and I wanted to see if, if other people loved it as much as me. <laughs> uh, yes, it's fair to say I'm I'm enjoying it incredibly. Uh, it's it's fantastic. It's uh, as you as again people who are listening and, and don't know as you'd expect it is based on the Walking Dead franchise, and as you mentioned earlier on, more on the comic book series really than than the TV series. Yeah. Uh, but even so, it's kind of it's very very much its own thing. I think that there's a character very early on that is in. Both the comics and the TV series, I think, Glenn. Yes, I think um, Glenn. I think he's in the Glenn first the episode one. briefly, but apart from that, I think uh, I, I've only seen the first season of the um, of the TV show, and I've only read the first couple of collected volumes of the of the um, of the comic a long, long time ago, way before the game came out. Um, so I, my memory on it is not ideal, but um, I think it's it's complete separate identity, uh, its own entity. Sorry. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I've watched up to the most recent stuff so i think it's season five that's uh finished on tv about kind of april march april time um and there's not really any kind of uh correlation between that and and well it's definitely season one of the game there's not a huge amount of correlation um yeah. obviously the zombies is a pretty good correlation <laughs> and there's other yeah. bits and pieces which are similar um yeah. but in terms of characters i think it's only glenn who um I think it's killed off in the game. I assume he does if he's not after episode uh, one. I, I can't don't think remember. He does. I think he just decides to go off. I think the idea being that he then goes off into the comic book world or the TV world to have his adventures uh, with the other people. I um, I don't think he does die. But again, okay. I should probably be able to remember that having only played it about a week ago, the first episode. Well, but 
we'll forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you've, yeah, it's a decent point actually. If if anyone's listening who somehow hasn't heard of any of the Walking Dead uh, kind of pieces, um, yeah, it's a zombie uh, a zombie format uh, essentially. Um, post zombie apocalypse and and people trying to survive in in that kind of wasteland and I mean this game is particularly that your lead character Lee is someone um, with a criminal past. You, the game opens and he's in the back of a police car being taken off to jail and you get various hints throughout uh, as to what he's done to to land him in that situation. But uh, as I say, it's it's around this kind of um, zombie apocalypse and uh, the car careers off the road after an accident. He manages to get out of the car the uh, the cop who's driving him dies in the accident and uh from there he he meets various folk uh, as as you go through the uh, the different episodes but um yeah as we mentioned earlier on it's kind of a twist on the old point and click um adventure games it's, it definitely has its roots there but as we've said that there's a, a much more of a story uh, focus on story rather than puzzling and there are huge major decisions along the way that affect how the story plays out. Yeah. Some much, much more drastically than others, but they're all interesting. Um, and those choices that you have to make are often in a split second and, and often gut wrenching. Um, again, I won't go into too, too much detail because I don't want to spoil it for people who are interested in playing and haven't played it. But, um, yeah, they're, they're really tough decisions at times. And, um, I mean, as I say, I've not quite finished it yet, but I'm, one of the things I'm most interested to do when I do finish is to go and read about just how drastically the story could have changed, potentially, because depending on my choices, because I, I, I'm i imagine from what I know, I know the guys that, that kind of were the, the co-project leads on the game, um, Sean yeah. Vanderman and Jake Rodkin from the Idle Thumbs podcast. Um, I know that they... I've heard them talk about the game before and they were really into this kind of idea of branching narrative and, and kind of realistic ways that that could play out. But I'm just wondering from a logistical point of view from someone making a game, how you can account for all these different choices and, and then yeah. have major different branches. But what? I don't know if you know, do, are there kind of really, really major differences that could have I've, played out? I've played through it twice. Okay. And without... The only bit I can really remember I did differently was... Uh, a little bit of a spoiler here, so kind of ignore for the next minute or so if you, if sure. you need to. Um, you know when you leave the motor in and you're in the um, RV? Yes. And then that woman's kind of screaming and shouting at the, the, the kid guy, who I can't remember the name of at the moment. Yeah. And then um, she threatens to leave. Or No, she doesn't she shoot someone maybe? She, she Yeah, she shoots, uh, she shoots, that yeah, guy, she shoots another really character. Like, yeah, she, yeah. Shoots, she shoots another character. And then um, everyone's saying to leave and you kind of have the decision of does she leave? Yeah, or does she stay? And the first time I made a leave, I yeah. played through the second time. I said she should stay, and then by the time you get up to the next part of the story, a few yeah. minutes later, you have to pop back into the RV to get something. You go and get it, and then she kind of uh, punches you and kicks you out of the RV and steals it and drives away. So I think that's kind of the same ending, but a different route of getting there. Uh, but- see that that is an example where I had assumed that would be the case because mm-hmm. I actually did the opposite to you. So I said let her come on and we'll deal with her we'll work out how to deal with her later yeah. and then she ended up stealing but then the way the story plays out after that you can't see any other way that you know because they they find the freight train uh, find the freight train and then and uh, go off to a different city in that yeah. um you can't imagine they're just going to have a whole different storyline if you you know if you decide no. to ditch her I mean, the, so yeah, yeah i'd assume that was the case but there are other decisions i suppose along the way in terms of you know two people are in peril um who do you help um that 
presumably is going to affect things yeah, quite I think in quite an interesting the, the way. The main thing is, you know, in the first episode when you've got uh, the guy's kid on the tractor and he starts it up and drives over the other guy's leg and there's a zombie yeah. coming, so you have to choose who you're going to help and things. Yeah. And then that those repeated decisions with the, that kid's dad yeah. um, kind of build up, so to speak. And there's, I think, I don't know if you've got to it yet, but there's a point in either the second to last or the last episode where you have to ask the whole group for help for something. Yeah, it's, it's in the penultimate episode. Yeah I've, yeah, I've been past that, yeah. And so there's a bit in now where it says, okay, you had this group of people, you could have had this group, and there's all the different permutations. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. The relationships you've built up with everyone over time um, influences that bit. So maybe they, that was their kind of their big crescendo towards the end. Yeah, of, possibly. You know, Although I found that really odd, actually, because... That exact scenario you're talking about, he, the the kid's dad, Kenny, That's it. was the only one who didn't, decided not to come with me. Uh, and it was quite clever the way that it, because he said, you know, early on you have my back, but I've been feeling ever since then, you know, you've, you've been less and less so. Uh, and that did reflect some of the decisions I'd been making early on, you know, I was, I was um, backing him up in arguments and things. Mm. Uh, and it worked quite well. However, so he said, oh, you're going to have to do this on your own. You, you know, you're going off to try and rescue somebody at that point. Yeah. Um, he says you're on your own. But then he says straight away afterwards, um, essentially, when you all get back, we'll all escape together. Uh, I don't know, yeah. it didn't really ring true. He said, you know, you're on your own, but actually then let's regroup later on. Yeah. I don't know. As, I mean, that's back to your original point. I think it would be very, very difficult for any games developer to have, you know, a point an hour into a game which is 10 hours long yeah, where you've got two decisions and you could have two complete separate branches of the game. I'd, you know, I'd absolutely love for that to happen. Yeah, yeah where, absolutely. You, know, you choose point A and you go off to location X and you meet people X, you know, X, Y, Z, etc., etc., etc. You do all these different things. Or you choose point B, you go to a completely different place, you meet completely different people, and you know there were there were completely different parts of the game to go through depending on you know an initial choice or whatever. Mm. Um, but it's it, it, it was almost doubling a, a developer's workload. So it'd yeah, be interesting exactly. to, yeah. to hear kind of um, you know where they stand on that. And I can't imagine the market be too huge for that. And a lot of people sit there and go, "Why should I play through a game twice to get all the you know?" Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, I was just interested to to know just how drastic things could be. I'll definitely yeah. be reading up and seeing yeah, yeah. what could what could have gone differently. Because, like you say, that that graphic that comes up um, uh, that gives you the percentages of you know which members of the group come with you, mm. it can be as extreme as a group of six. I think down to just you on your own. Yeah, just um, depends who you so, pissed yeah. off at the time. Yeah, so that's quite interesting. Yeah. Um. What was I going to say? Yeah, I'm uh, interested to, as well to know whether the, the second season is as good because those guys I mentioned, uh, Sean Vanham and Jake Rockin, they they left uh, after the end of the, the the first season and went off and, and built their own studio, Campo Santo. So, okay. Um, I mean, from everything I hear, all the the more recent Telltale stuff is still very very good. So mm. I've no, well, you know, well, you know, I'll, I'll try and get around to it. I've got a, you know a good six weeks summer holiday of being working in the education. Yeah. area of this world yeah. so having maybe i'll maybe i'll get you know dip my fingers into it over the summer i can report back at some point yeah but, I've, uh, as you'd expect i've got it sitting around from from an old sale somewhere so I will, <laughs> I, will, I will i will definitely pick it up at some point as well um but yeah like i say you know it's it's very easy to see why this was so lauded when it came out because mm. i I do think this is the first of its of its kind as far as i can yeah. remember this this type of kind of heavy heavy you know um 
kind of choices having quite such an effect. And and yeah. like we've mentioned, you know, the Telltale formula is very much that now off the back of that success. But also mm. games like um, Life is Strange. I don't know if you've played. Um, I I I've wanted to, but just never got around to it. It's probably going to be another one that I've. I might have even bought it. I don't even know. Let's have a look. <laughs> have I bought it? It's been in a in a PlayStation set recently, so you might well have done it. Uh, yeah. I haven't got it on my Steam list, but who knows? I'll have a look on my, on my PlayStation. But it's another one that's, again, on the list of something I looked at and thought that might be quite fun to play through and maybe record and things. Yeah, um, it's a, just purely because it's a very similar format. Um, mm. It's got a bit a bit of a twist to it, but it's... Um, yeah, it, it, again, yeah. its choices make, make a massive difference to the way the game plays out, supposedly. So, yeah, I've even, only played the first episode of that. I think, but it's, I think um, you may well have spoke about it on the Daddy podcast. Yeah, I think I did, honest, actually. Yeah. That's yeah, why I think I've heard I so much about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I'd say if you if you enjoyed um, Walking Dead, I'd definitely give it yeah. a go at some point when it's uh, when it's cheap. I mean, one thing that really grabbed me about Walking Dead, I, I don't know how you feel, um, well, I imagine you will feel the same from what you said about it, is kind of the emotional attachment side of it. Oh, yeah. In yeah. the way that... You know, you're doing you're doing this, and you you kind of because it's the quick decisions and it's the heat of an argument, and you're feeling pissed off or upset or elated or whatever yeah. because you you feel in the game you feel you can really empathise with the with the lead character and empathise with the other characters who you're you know trying to survive with. And when you've got that little timer and it's you know two people screaming at us going you know no you fuck off or you do this or you do that, it's yeah. they're going ah and it's the emotional attachment the emotional pull it's got on it is really really strong and that's something i found and really i think that's what drew it to me drew me to it sorry so much is, yeah, is I, it the emotional side of it sorry yeah no i agree completely and i think even with characters that you that join up with you halfway through the game even if they've not been with you for, for that long um exactly the same as for me as the characters that have been with you all, all the way you know you like you say you have these strong emotional attachments and i think that's testament really to the writing oh, and, yeah. and obviously the performances as well um the writing but, is is so good and the, and the vocal yeah. performances which i did notice the girl uh in it there's a little girl who you meet in yeah. it um and her voice is the same as um as someone in the uh in the back to the future who's got oh, the really? same voice and i sat there okay. i think it was on uh i think it's episode 11 which will probably be out next week sometimes i haven't edited it yet yeah. um it was just that they're going that's thingy from the walking dead isn't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> but then it gets the same it's you know the, the same company and things and sure it's, yeah. it's, it's, you, you like it to get that but it was quite a nice i like that thing it's kind of a geeky thing when you like on tv when you see someone you go weren't they thingy from so and so and then you <laughs> yeah. you head straight to imdb and check it out <laughs> <laughs> yeah but the, yeah absolutely i mean the uh the performances are brilliant, but yeah, the, the writing, um, are just just the incidental language, as much as the big emotional scenes, it's just the kind of, um, like we were saying earlier on, you know, when he's trying to, Lee's trying to interact with a certain object that maybe you don't actually need to use, just mm. some of those throwaway lines, I think there's a lot of care and attention gone into that as well, yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it was clearly a labour of love, uh, this game. Um, it's good, it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, absolutely brilliant. I will just say, before we, before we wrap up on it, um, that there are, I did have a couple of issues with it. As much okay. as I've, I really enjoyed it, um, it's something you put, you kind of uh, made a point about earlier on with general uh, typical point and click adventures, like coming across an object and not being able to interact with it until you go and do something else, yeah. and then you need to go back and pick it up. You I find that really you, frustrating. You and know was, that that's the thing you need to go towards yeah. and you need to be doing. But yeah, you've got to unlock it inverted commas first. But I think that's just the way they have to work. Otherwise, you'll be skipping corners and. 
and, and jumping around it before your time almost. Yeah, possibly. And it, it might be an issue with the way I play games, but I'm, I'm the kind of person, um, like in a big open world game, I'll mop up all the side quests before I carry on with the uh, the main storyline. Oh, yeah. And yeah. similarly with these kind of games, I'll try and explore every nook and cranny and deliberately leave the thing I think I need to do to drive the story on till till last. You don't want so to leave it's probably any stone unturned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so it's probably just me being weird in that way really thinking oh well i've i found that why can't i pick it up uh, the, the a massive case in point was in in the fourth episode um it might have even been the start of the fifth episode um you need to get across a massive gap but until you go and actually physically look at the gap you you don't judge the distance and early you walk past a ladder basically and once you've gone and judged the distance you can then go and pick up the ladder and, and yeah. kind of throw it across the gap just some, little things like that are annoying there was something along those lines in uh, Back to the Future, and I can't yeah. remember what it was, but it was something I, I, I something I did in it very recently, where you go and have a conversation with one person, um, and you haven't got that that conversation option. And so you go and speak to another person, who then tells you something extra, and you go back to the other person, yeah, and locks it and things. And it's, I, I guess it's just the way they kind of have to do it. Otherwise, you'd be kind of, uh, you know, jump as I said, jump jumping around corners and yeah, and and, and oh, cutting d- the game d- short. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I've seen much, much worse before. Um, there's, there's like, a, there's a, an old point-and-click game called Runaway on the PC, mm-hmm. uh, and I, f- I forget exactly what the puzzle is. But you need some, you need to heat something up with fire or burn something with fire, basically. And there's three different fire sources that you could potentially use, but it'll only let you use one. Like if you try and go to the other one, it just won't interact with it at all. It's just like completely maddening. Why would you know? Logically, he would just use whatever's nearest to him. Yes, um, but why? <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but uh, but yeah that that was the mildly irritating thing and then kind of the more uh the bigger problem um i had some technical issues on i was playing it on ps4 um mm-hmm. i don't know did you play on pc i played on xbox 360 oh okay xbox 360. yeah a ps4 the um the fourth episode in particular was quite a few glitches um oh, really? there was one scene in the school mm-hmm. um and you come out of the first room you're in and you walk through um, the corridor to get to a nurse's station and all the characters that were previously in the, in the other room were stood out in the hallway but you couldn't interact with them and they clearly weren't supposed to be there okay. um, it's really odd and then you I walk past them I don't remember Xbox to be honest but no, no, I mean, it might it might be particular to the, to that version, but yeah, mm. it, it, it happened a couple of times. Like you walk past someone who wasn't supposed to be there, and then in the next room, like Lee's asking where that person is. Has anyone <laughs> seen them? It's like yeah, it's annoying. And I had the sound drop out towards the end of the um, towards the end of the episode. I had to reload the scene as well because it was oh. a really key, key scene as well. Yeah. Um, like the big scene in the fourth episode. You'll oh, probably know pretty. what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah um, yes. So that was frustrating. But guessing, apart from that. Yeah, um, I'm guessing it's kind of the way it's translated over to, or you know, been reprogrammed or rescripted or whatever over for, for different consoles. Yeah, uh, which is, I guess, it's just one of those things that it's probably a very kind of odd glitch that they wouldn't necessarily think. Oh, they, you know, because all the games done, they think we've done the script as it should be, and it should work, but it's odd that. Yeah, yeah, possibly it's, uh, and it, it, you know, it as often is the case with these things. There's probably only a, a you know a small portion of people affected by it otherwise it would have been patched out but um yeah, yeah no i was i was unfortunate on this occasion i think because i nah. you know having had a read around i haven't seen any anyone kind of complaining about the mm. uh the ps4 port but but yeah i mean that aside uh i'm absolutely loving it and i probably will after this go on and, and uh 
try and finish it if I can squeeze squeeze it in um, because I'm definitely enthralled and want to know what happens. Yeah, it's. I mean, the, the ending, I'd be interesting to hear from you, uh, whether it be on a podcast or via the means of Twitter or an email, how yeah. you find the ending. Because I found the ending pre- kind of predictable but a bit weird. And okay. it's kind of hindering me as if, as if to where I want to carry on and play season two. And I'd be interested to hear your, your, your views on it when you get to it. Well, yeah, perhaps we could have a chat about it on the uh, on the next episode then. Yeah. In, in that case. Sounds Start good. Okay. Uh, just one last thing. I was going to ask, have you played the DLC, the 400 Days? No, and I I haven't, and I probably think I should need to. Have you played it then? Have, have you got uh, it? I haven't, but it's included with the when you buy the season, you know, when you buy all the episodes for the on the PS4 one, it mm. was included. But as far as I know, it's completely unrelated to to the main story. Um, I think it it's like several different. I think each mini episode is about a different group of people. So I think it's it's essentially more of the same, but with different you know groups. It's not actually related to the main story. I don't, I don't think. know at the time if the four hundred days was out because I picked it up. I think when the fifth episode had just come out, it was at Christmas. They're all two pounds. I bought them all and played through them over over a Christmas kind of break. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if the four hundred days was out because I keep I saw looks at the achievements on Xbox and thought well. Why haven't I got it all? I've done the whole game. Oh, I saw see, these yeah. 400 days and things. So I'll have to have a look at that. It sounds interesting. Yeah, well, uh, I, again, I'll probably try and work through that as well before, the, before we record the next one. So, yeah. again, I'll let you know whether it's worth uh, whether it's worth going through. I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it will be. Yeah, definitely. Um, so talking to the next episode then, If uh, unless you've got anything else to say on The Walking Dead? Nope. No? Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll wrap it up then. But um, for the next episode, um, we're going to do something a little bit different. Um I played through a game called Her Story recently and it completely blew me away. It only came out about two or three weeks ago. Um, we'll go into exactly what the game is in the, in the next episode. Uh, but Tom, you said you, you've already grabbed it and you, you're willing to, to have a playthrough in time for the next episode as yeah, well. Yes, it's, it's, it's on the list of shame, in inverted commas. And, um, <laughs> uh, once I've finished off the second episode of um, Back to the Future, I'll yeah. be um, doing a, a video playthrough of that and putting it up on the channel as well. Um, to kind of go along, go along with the with this podcast, really. Brilliant. I mean, normally we would pick a game each to to play through, but I've um, I've been in touch with the guy who who um, created her story, um, Sam Barlow, and he's agreed to do an interview for the podcast. So, as I say, we'll do something a bit different. We'll both talk about the game, and then we'll we'll segue into to the uh, segue into the interview, uh, and hopefully it will be an interesting listen. But um, come back and 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 see what you think. Um, that's pretty much it for for this episode. Then, thanks very much for listening, and, and thanks Tom for joining me. Yeah, thank you. It's my pleasure to come along. Thanks for asking, and it's been really good fun. Yep, ditto, uh, uh, and, and really lovely to hear that you're up for, for doing some more episodes. So, Definitely. yeah, um, uh, anyone listening, if you want to get in touch and, and give us some feedback on the episode or the, the podcast in general, um, send us a tweet. It's at catchuppod, C-A-T-A... Oh, Christ, I'll do <laughs> that again. It's really? at catchuppod, C-A-T-C-H-U-P-P-O-D. Uh, it's always good to, to hear from you. Uh, but as I say, that's it for now. Uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. Uh,